0: Uh, welcome to another episode, Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights here with Rich Klein. We're going to talk about uh, a new person uh, going to their first card show and seeing what uh, what they should look out for, what will they enjoy if you're the parent of such a person or the older brother or the younger brother or younger sister, younger brother, younger sister, whatever. But uh, what, what are the uh, pitfalls or what are the, uh, the enjoyment there? First, thanks to our sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Comc, Comc dot Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Panini, Tops, and Upper Deck. So you're walking into a card show, for example, the shows that you have, or other shows around here, or the uh, it could be a huge show or a small show. Essentially, uh, what would you advise for somebody if it's their first acquaintance with the industry, and you're the parent or the you're you're going to get dropped off at a at a show? Uh, would you advise going to a small show or a big show? I I always say, you know, and we were talking about this with the card stores, that
1: it always helps to start small. However, if you're in like this year, you were in the Chicago area, you might go to the National as your first show because it's. You know, such an interesting event. You may go because yeah. you like some
0: of the autograph guests that are I mean, there. Every show afterwards would pale in comparison. But let's say they start out at your show, which is uh, coming up. Your your show at the. I mean, you actually have some other monthly shows that are at a at a at a, at a hotel. But your your synagogue show is super friendly to kids and collectors of all levels, uh, and it's manageable. They could come in, they would get some free stuff, they'd walk around, they wouldn't be pressured to buy a bunch of expensive stuff. They'd get to look, but. You couldn't if, – if, if somebody was dropped off by their parent, you couldn't drop them off for five minutes. No, it's, it's – They'd have to be there for an hour? 30 minutes to an hour. You know. to, to be able to look through and see. Again, if that's assuming they already like one of the sports enough yeah. that they'd want to identify with some of the players, I would guess. All right, And as you say, I appreciate
1: that. It's, I want all my shows to be kids-friendly. But the synagogue show, the way it's set up at dot Haverim, really is a kid-friendly show.
0: Well, there's cards for 10 cents. There's cards for 10 cents. There's a dollar gets you a couple hundred cards right. just in, with the, a price in the bag, with with a plus, a, plus a, plus a price. So so they can't lose on that. But just like we said, if you're walking into a card store, uh, you can lose if you if you sell prematurely or sell too low. So as long as you're buying and you're buying, you could look through some of the boxes that are at your store that are 10 cent cards. And you could buy 50 cards of, of players that you like and you spent five bucks. And then when you get picked up an hour later... Got you've got your prize bag. Maybe you got a prize. You've got some cards, and you've got cards that you've picked out. But, it? That sounds fun.
1: And not only that, on top of it, but at the synagogue show. One of the hidden benefits is because of Kashrut laws, we actually sell food there. We have uh, we, the last few shows, we've had a hot dog, chip, and soda special for three dollars. That's
0: I mean, you can even have lunch there affordably. <laughs> Well, now you're talking. You're in sales, Rich. This is good. Uh, so but again, should the parent, if it's say it's a ten year old kid and he's never been involved in the hobby, what should the the mom or dad be concerned about if they if if uh, he or she drops off this kid this 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 young person for an hour? Well, the hardest thing,
1: and I've had to explain this is not every shows like this show. Yeah. You know, I've I've had mothers come up to me. Why don't you do this again next month? No, we only do this every six months. My psychic energy can't take can't take this every month. You know, then you'd have to be scrambling for prizes. You'd have to be scramb- I, we Right now, right. we're in a position where we're not scrambling for cards. But at one point, we were scrambling for both cards and prizes. And so, you know, we, we try to, you know, the whole thing is you try to guide somebody. But it's, you know, at the end, it's still their choice to some extent. You know, you don't want somebody buying cards of somebody they don't
0: like or a team they don't like or whatever. Well, so much of the industry... I mean, you're either collecting and picking out something, choosing something, or you're buying an unopened pack or an unopened box that is wrapped up. You don't know what you're going to get. You could get, get players that you like, players that you don't like. So if the mom or dad drops off the kid, the, the young person, and here's 20 bucks, we'll be back in an hour, most kids would not have the 20 bucks, and they'd have a little stack of cards. And there's nothing wrong, there's with, nothing that. wrong with that. That's, it's like going to the mall or something, except it's, but, but with so many dealers, who are all offering uh, different kinds of things, the there's there's no perfect right answer, is there? There's no no. That's the beauty and in, you know, in a way not
1: the beauty of this whole business. There is no right answer. There is no wrong answer. You know, it's the old saying buy what you like, but it's also buy what you're comfortable with. And you know, I've been very fortunate, you know, we don't have any adult material sold at the show. You don't have to I've never had to worry about Bad, stu- bad stuff being sold at my store. I've never had to really worry about counterfeits either. You know, so I, right. I, you know the material's good. And then it's how it's presented appeals to certain people. Like the boxes I bring to the synagogue are, are dime quarter boxes because this way I don't have to really monitor them. Right. That's not going to be what most kids are going go through. Most right. kids want to look to see what's on display at tables, right. and they'll right. pick on stuff
0: that's... And dis- they're, they're drawn to the shinier and, and perhaps right. even more expensive or more heavily uh, marketed cards. I mean, there's a real... Uh, challenge there. If you're a parent to, to, if you, if you study up, you'll realize that the best deals are not usually, or at least the perception of the best deals are not packs that are 50 cents. If it's an unopened pack that's 50 cents, it's probably a pack from the the, overproduced era. era, And and you'd have all these older cards and older players. Again, you can't, if you're buying a huge quantity, that's, that wouldn't be good. But if you're buying a few here and there, you, you know, you, you could see the, the, Problem in our industry is that the heavy marketing goes to the scarcer material at higher prices, and you don't want your brand new potential collector uh, son or daughter to have. I don't think be the first pack to be a fifty dollars pack.
1: No, not but unless even
0: five dollars would not be out of the question, though.
1: No, if you send a kid with twenty dollars and, and one of the things he purchases is a five dollars pack, that even if he doesn't get anything great out of it, at least you you know you haven't blown your entire budget. You now, if you blow a twenty dollars budget on a twenty dollars pack and you get six commons, you're probably not a happy person.
0: Um, the other thing for a young person uh, or a new collector is when you go into a card uh, show such such as yours, you'll note that there's an awful lot of cards here, but there's also memorabilia. In fact, you have this island of misfit toys, this 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 uh, large uh, group in the middle of the of the of show of oversized and unusual items. And again, there's no right or wrong. If you're a young, a new collector, and you're more drawn to the memorabilia and not to the cards, that's fine too. We would, pro-
1: and honestly, we would probably let you just take something from the island. But don't and misfit. be,
0: don't be giving it away, Rich. We, we
1: would, would probably let you if you really said I need. But it. if a young person, like, that's what hey, hey, i If it's really a young card. person asks for an item, yeah. we'd probably say just take it and yeah. don't worry about it because our policy with the island is if somebody pulls, let's say, three or four island misfit toys and they take ten items, you know what we say? You need help getting that to your card. Exactly. So
0: that's what I'm (laughs) saying. Well, I know, but I'm just saying a a, a collector may or may not be drawn to cards. If they're drawn to the sport, they may be more drawn to autographs or memorabilia or equipment. And they may find out by seeing that some of these cards have like a a piece of the jersey embedded into the card. May want to get the whole jersey sometime or, or, uh, you know, cap or some other autograph balls, all these different things that you can uh, enjoy. Sports collecting. You know, more I'm so one said, than just sports
1: card collecting. A couple of years ago, three, four years ago, I had a parent call me. I want to do a birthday party at your show. Cool. And okay. I said, fine. I'll tell you. Here's I have one condition. Oh, for legal reasons, I want to have one or tw- twenty five kids. I will let them in for free. I said the only condition is there has to be an adult in the room with them at all times. Yeah, and it's not because. I was afraid of, in the sense of the vendors, there just happens to be a law that if a kid buys something before he's the 17, 17, he can turn it back within 72 hours or something. Anytime he wants, up to the time he's 17. Yeah, I mean, most don't do that, but I'm just saying that's out there. It's a
0: lemon law, but it's for the protection of these minors. uh, So so you send your kid to buy it, and
1: then you... well, And that's why I wanted an adult present, because if something expensive was bought, I wanted somebody to say... This that, is the real. This really is this an adult, and he's yeah. he's approving this yeah, purchase, yeah, yeah. and yeah. you've sold it to the adult. Yeah, yeah, and that was my only condition. And you the kids, yeah, and the kids had a great time. I think they probably spent five hundred or thousand dollars in the room. They uh, some of them were beginning kids, some of them were more advanced, yeah. and they had. But the thing is, they had an adult if something really came up present, and that's one of the okay. whole keys.
0: So one of the things that comes up is that if if you're if you're a parent and you're uh, or you know, whatever, if you're just a person and you're interested in collecting, I don't like your chances. If you don't know any other collectors. No. So there's a solitary activity of collecting, but there's also a group activity of collecting. If you have other friends who are into collecting, to enjoy it together is really great. And to go to the shows together or go to the card store or the uh, to experience that together and to help each other out and protect each other, I think that makes a lot of sense. If you're the only collector in your school or in your neighborhood, it, it ought to be a contagious hobby. Well, the beauty of it is, is that if you do it right, it is a contagious hobby,
1: and It's something that our schools should be more interested in creating collecting clubs too, because it would be something where everybody can do it differently, but you can – it's a positive. It really is a positive for the kids. They can learn a lot about sports. They can learn things about even dealing in business. I I think kids learn really pretty fast. They learn very fast. They they
0: learn languages and other skills – uh, quickly when they're younger. It's adults. <laughs> sometimes it takes a little longer. So how do you explain to the parent or the older person the fact that the same card with minute and slight color variations or uh, errors or just other kinds of things, serial numbers, that the same appearing card from a distance could have wildly different values from very cheap to very expensive. You just explain it the best you can. I mean, everybody's got a way of explaining it. Well, you, just, you can see it in the show. You can see that. say, why is this card that looks the same as that? And you flip it over on the back and there's a, I mean, you did the errors and variations for, for, for our company for, for many years, did a great job on that. But that's, you know, I just don't know how it's a very immersive hobby that you lived it. I lived it. Somebody that's coming in, All of a sudden right now, if they're going to a card show and it's a big card show, they're jumping off the high dive into the deep end of the pool. And unless they've got a lifeguard or somebody's going to come alongside them, they're going to be overwhelmed, I think. Yeah, and I think that's why I think,
1: as you said, because I talked about some places you might start at the national. But for the most part, I think if you start at a small hotel show, such as the ones I run or the small synagogue show, 40, 50 tables, even if it's overwhelming, it's a controllable atmosphere. It's not like going to to the national with twelve hundred tables and corporate sponsors and autograph guests.
0: Well, um, we're almost out of time, but it just seems to me that if somebody's into collecting, they're willing to accept this chaos, this 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 sea of cards out there, and and to be eager to jump into it rather than to be so overwhelmed they say they turn around and leave because it's because it's more than they can handle. The whole idea of collecting, there's. It wouldn't be as interesting if there there wasn't that same level of complexity. So if you're a parent of a, of a kid that wants to keep it simple, I'm not sure this would be the hobby for him. But oh, you can kid, keep it simple. You uh, just have, you just uh, really have
1: to. just have hard. Maybe you just focus on one player or one team. And that way you've kept, even if you have a complexity within the player, if you're doing well, you, Mike Trout, right, there's still, a complexity within Mike Trout, but
0: you're focused only on Mike Trout cards. And your dad has what kind of a six-figure job then? Yeah, oh, <laughs> yes. Well, your dad... Pick you a kidding. different guy if, you're, if it's Mike well, Trout. So it, says, let's change
1: it from Mike Trout to Rudnet Odor. <laughs> you know, and he's a local hero here ever yeah, since he punched out Jose a, Bautista. Right. He's
0: a better puncher than he is a uh, at least hitter but, for average.
1: But, but, you know, but if you like Rudnett Odor, no. it's a completable... And you can go after it with gusto. You can go after right? it with gusto and you can learn the ins and outs and then you can then you can graduate to Mike Trout.
0: Well, let's graduate to another episode uh, tomorrow. Thanks, Rich, for uh, looking into uh, what it would be like to hit a card shop for the first, I mean, a card show uh, for the first time or be the parent of somebody that's experiencing that. So, again, thanks, Rich. Thanks, uh, listeners. We'll be back tomorrow or Monday, whatever the day this falls on, uh, with another episode. And thank you again.